Hi, John Kuzma from EndzoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show, your daily podcast for all your latest NFL news and action. I appreciate you guys tuning in. It's April 18th, 2018. Let's get to the ticker and start talking about some football. Uh, the first thing up, we have the Nick Foles situation in uh, Philadelphia. Nick Foles, um, he's the backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz goes down. Foles is inserted into the lineup, and he leads Philadelphia all the way to the Super Bowl, and they actually win the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Nick Foles wins Super Bowl MVP. And all offseason, we've been wondering if Foles is going to get traded. Um, there's been a lot of trade negotiation negotiations and rumors floating around about where he might end up. Nothing uh, materialized, but Nick Foles definitely deserves a chance to be a starter in the National Football League. You know, back when he got a starting uh, gig in 2013, he went to the Pro Bowl. He lost that uh, job. He bounced around the league with the Rams and the Chiefs. Comes back to Philadelphia. Like I said, Wentz goes down, and he leads his team to a Super Bowl. But there's some other stuff about Foles that should be noted. You know, he's been great as far as helping Carson Wentz with his own development and kind of mentored him a little bit. And um, he's been just a stand-up guy as far as uh, saying this is uh, Wentz's team and he's going to do his job as the backup. And there was never any conflict or anything like that. But at the same time, Nick Foles knows this is his chance. This is his uh, opportunity to shine. And he's ready uh, to be traded if that means um, getting that opportunity. So you can't blame him um, after everything he's achieved, if anybody deserves uh, the right to move up the depth chart and uh, move on to somewhere else, it's definitely Nick Foles. What a competitor, and uh, I would like to see him get that opportunity because every time he, he gets a chance, he balls. So imagine, uh, like, Seattle bringing him on board and then trading away Russell Wilson. You know, people might think that's crazy, but Seattle wanted Patrick Mahomes last year. Even though Russell Wilson led the NFL in uh, touchdown passes, I think he had 34 in 2017. If you bring Foles on board, you can then trade uh, Wilson, and Wilson has high value right now. So it, it that would make a lot of sense to me, especially, like I said, Pete Carroll was looking at Mahomes last year. So that tells you uh, what his mindset is. And then the other possibility, and, you know, people might think these are crazy, but uh, I think the Colts, you know, could be a possibility. Bring Nick Foles in, get a new quarterback for the Frank Reich regime, who is also quarterback, you know, he's a backup to Jim Kelly in Buffalo. I think those two can mesh well and then trade Andrew Luck and trade Jacoby Brissett, get a backup in there like uh, like Tolzian or whoever they got to back up uh, Foles. Then you can get a lot of draft picks for uh, Luck and Brissett, which that's, that's draft capital to build around Nick Foles. So that's, you know, what I would do if I was calling the shots for those teams. I know that's a lot of forethought and uh, – some people can't handle that, like, oh, no, that's not possible. But um, that's going to redefine those teams by completely overhauling the personnel. And then they would have a lot of, like I said, a lot of picks to build around Foles. So we'll see what happens. Anything's possible. He could just wind up in Philly. He could stay in Philly and end up taking once a job eventually. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. 
The next thing we got, we have the, the uh, Chicago running backs, which is Jordan Howard and uh, Tariq Cohen. Man, those guys are phenomenal. Jordan Howard, former fifth-round pick. The guy played at UAB. He played at uh, Indiana, uh, Indiana University, too. UAB shut down their program, so he went to UAB at the at the beginning of his collegiate career. UAB shuts down their football program. He transfers to Indiana University. He was All-Conference USA at uh, UAB, in, I think, in 2014. I think he was All-Big Ten at Indiana in 2015. Then he makes the Pro Bowl his rookie season with the Bears. Howard's coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He's a load. He's a, one of the great running backs in the league you know he was on par you know with uh ezekiel elliott uh in 2016 elliott got suspended while howard went for another thousand last year so in some senses he's got a lag up on ezekiel elliott right now um and this guy you know he's a fifth round draft pick the bears turned this guy into one of the best players at his position was someone who was at the back end of the draft, you know, and then they get Tariq Cohen, who was a fourth round draft pick. Suddenly, these former fourth and fifth round draft picks are the most formidable tandem in the league. They're not the most formidable tandem, excuse me. That belongs to Ingram and uh, Kamara down in New Orleans. But who's next in line? Probably the Chicago Bears. They're up there. Maybe, the, you know, uh, for a while, uh, Henry and uh DeMarcus DeMarco Murray were pretty good but Murray's gone now it's just Henry now you know there's some other good tandems around the league one two punches but I like uh you know Latavius Murray and Delvin Cook are pretty good too but really it feels like uh Howard and Cohen are right there behind Ingram and Kamara so that says uh how much they bring to the table, and think about the time of possession with those two guys, man. They're one guy goes and you know racks up a bunch of yardage, comes off the field. The other guy comes in fresh against a tired defense. He racks up a bunch bunch of yardage. Then the other guy comes in. It's just a back and forth system, and uh, that wears on the defense, especially in the fourth quarter when they're getting tired. And like I said, the time of possession that keeps uh, Chicago's offense on the field and keeps uh, opposing teams' defenses on the field. Um, what that does is uh, creates scoring opportunities for the Bears, and um, also it takes a lot of pressure off Mitchell Trubisky because now he doesn't have to throw the ball so often. He can hand off to these two talented running backs and let the the downhill runners um, plow ahead and uh, pick up some good yardage. I guess Howard's more of a downhill downhill runner uh Cohen's more of a scat back he's a smaller guy only like 180 pounds but you know John Fox used these guys well we'll see what new head coach Ryan Nagy does obviously he's gonna tap into all that because uh they're you know a pretty good tandem back there uh the next thing up we have we have the Green Bay Packers Kenny Clark uh, when Kenny Clark was, uh, before Kenny Clark was drafted, excuse me, the Packers were ranked like 21st in the league. After they get Kenny Clark in 2016, they jumped to 8th in the league. That's against stopping the run. Obviously, Kenny Clark was a huge part of that. This guy's a former defensive tackle out of the University of California, Los Angeles. Um, 
great, great nose tackle. You know, he's taken on so much punishment, double teams on every single play, and yet he's still putting up good stats. I think he had like 50 tackles and like four and a half sacks last year. So he can get in the offensive backfield and create some uh, penetration and blow plays up, things like that. All good things. He's stirring up chaos at the line of scrimmage, and a lot of that uh, has a, a chain reaction on the the players behind him. You know, when Kenny Clark is having a lot of success, those offensive linemen can't get to the second level and start picking off the linebackers, which allows those linebackers to flow freely shoot running lanes and gaps and things like that. So it all starts up front with Kenny Clark, and he's been doing his job these first two seasons for the Packers. Now going into his third season, he's going to be more confident than he's uh, ever been in the NFL. And uh, he's got better from year one to year two. So he's going to keep progressing. And that's going to be a big uh, factor in whether or not this Packers defense sinks or swims. Um you know, Clay Matthews was a little banged up last year. They're going to need him to be good. they got guys like Blake Martinez who showed a lot of promise. But it all starts at the line of scrimmage with Kenny Clark. He's got to overwhelm offensive linemen, whether that's a center or a guard or both of them coming at him. And he's just got to use those hands to break down uh, people trying to get their uh, hands on him and just get in quarterbacks' faces, you know. If he he can apply pressure on every single snap and uh, flow on running plays to the point of attack and try to, you know, get TFLs and sacks and things like that, that's what it's going to take for this defense to feed off Kenny Clark and kind of rally defensively. Football is a game game of momentum, just like boxing. You know, you make a big play here, suddenly your team's very up, and uh, they get all uh, amped up, I guess you can say. And that's when you start to see, like, uh, everything start to swing in the game. So Kenny Clark, uh, definitely watch out for him. He's going to keep applying pressure, and, uh, you know, he's definitely someone you got to keep an eye on because... He's uh he's in the trenches earning his paycheck every game and not a lot of people can do what this guy does, you know. Nose tackle is a rare position, you know. You have to run a 3-4 to even have a nose tackle. I mean, I guess in the 4-3 you can consider the 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 A gap A gap defensive tackle a nose. But uh 3-4 nose is a true nose. Um, you need an oversized player. Kenny, Kenny Clark's like 6'3", 313 pounds. So he's got the size to get it done in that position. And we know now he's more than just a big frame. He's a, a solid football player too. Everything we've seen uh, him do with the Bruins in college, he's also doing at the NFL level. Um, the Packers got him a little bit later in the first round. But so far it's been nothing but results for uh, Kenny Kenny Clark. Um, some other stuff floating around. Des Bryant. We said uh, Des Bryant will most likely go to uh, New York or Washington. Um, it came out he definitely wants to go to New York, but uh, a few other people are recruiting him right now too. Uh, Tyron Matthew, Tyran Matthew, and uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins are trying to uh, 
get him to come play for the Texans. That would be a nice pickup for Houston. You know, uh, Des Bryant and uh, Watson could be a pretty dynamic combo. I still think uh, Des Bryant's going to end up with the New York Giants. Um, You'd have Odell Beckham and Bryant. They could go against the Cowboys, and Des could get his revenge a little bit. But we'll see what happens with that situation. The jury's still out. But, you know, definitely leaning towards New York. That seems to be his top priority. Um, other than that, you know, Ziggy Anza shows up to Lions uh, training camp, signs his franchise ten, ten, uh, tender. Looks like he's going to be receiving roughly $17 million this upcoming season for the 2018 season alone. So that's a nice payday for Anza. Um, really, that's all I have for tonight. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, having a lot of fun doing the show. Like I always say at the end of every show, it seems like uh, ratings are starting to pick up a little bit. So thank you guys for tuning in. Check out endzoneblog.com. Also check out at endzoneblognfl on Twitter. You can ask questions and we'll answer answer them on the show. Uh, Really, that's it tonight. I hope you guys have a great day and take care.